Hello, procrastinators. It's me again, Mary-Kate, host of Procrastinate with Mary-Kate. And I know this episode is released a little bit later. I shoot for Thursdays and it is, I don't know what day it is. Oh, it's Saturday, but this will probably get dropped tomorrow on Sunday. Um, (coughs) (coughs) Spoiler alert, that is not uh, COVID. So the reason why this episode is so late is because I had no voice. I genuinely had no voice, um, this week. Um, my last episode, you kind of heard it in my voice a little bit. It only progressed and like got worse from there. A solid week later, I was like totally unable to sleep. I was, I got, (laughs) the worst post nasal drip but like as soon as you lay down you know it gets worse it's more irritated whatever i had to sleep sitting up in the most uncomfortable position so like therefore i like really wasn't sleeping i also couldn't take down fluids because it just like hurt my throat i had to prep myself to take drinks of water like i would take a sip hold it in my mouth pray to god and then shoot it back and then wince in pain so i was not taking in the recommended amount of water obviously I wasn't even taking in probably eight ounces a day nor was I sleeping well I'm like there's no fucking way I'm gonna get better I can't sleep I can't take in fluids what the fuck so I called my doctor and I was like hey still not still not good I know you said that this thing this shit could last like 10 to 14 days I know I'm on day seven but like I can't sleep or drink water um (coughs) so she said oh you need to go to the er or you need to like go to the hospital then because like that's bad (laughs) so i was like oh my god like maybe i do have covid um or maybe this is like something dangerous so i went to what used to be like a walking clinic but like is now kind of like an an er type situation it's not like a full-blown hospital but it, it gives off like a walking clinic vibe so it, i felt more comfortable with it um i specifically went to that one. there were one close there were a couple closer to me but i chose to go to this one that is smaller anyways i went there i walked in i have no fucking voice i'm like i know this isn't a walking clinic my doctor called or i talked to my doctor they told me to come here like you've come to the right place the woman goes what like symptoms are you experiencing and I was like can you not hear it (laughs) like aside from my throat my voice (laughs) um so yeah I told her whatever they gave me they instantly gave me another covid test even though like by this point I've taken like five all came back negative that one also came back negative I'm sitting there for an hour and then the doctor comes in he checks it out what's interesting is I have like all this congestion but it's centralized to like just my throat and like my nasal like just right there there's nothing in my lungs thank goodness I have no sinus pressure it's just in the throat uh just in the throat (coughs) so they took like a culture of my throat to make sure I don't have um I'm doing this in my car (laughs) So, of course, I just got distracted because I'm watching this man walk. Is he coming up to me? Oh, my God. He might be. Okay. No, that was just my paranoia. Sorry. 
the man had no- wanted nothing to do with me, just wanted to get into his car, which is right next. Um, <clears throat> so, shit, what was I saying? Uh, oh my god, what was I saying? Um, the doctors, oh yeah, they took a culture, I don't have strep throat. He's like, yeah, this is just like post-nasal drip, it's like aggravating your throat, basically they put me on like steroids or whatever they said based on like how my culture comes back they're gonna put me on antibiotics i assume the culture i i don't i don't know whatever the i don't know well, i'm not even sure what a culture is what are they doing just running tests i'm not really sure but i, I guess they found nothing because no one gave me a call however i'm on day the steroids taper off so i was taking two initially now i'm down to one i think tomorrow i start taking a half and the I'm still feeling pain. Um, and I can feel, I don't know if it's in my mind, but I feel like I can feel the steroid wearing off around our, like, like, hour 16, 17. I feel pain and dryness. So I try to, like, drink as much water during the day when I feel no pain. Um, and then, like, take an Advil at night. Like, I don't, I don't know what the hell is going on. But long story short, I thought, I think I have cancer. <laughs> um, <coughs> can't tell you how many times I've Googled uh, signs of throat cancer. I'm like, this is, this has got to be it. I mean, this is, this is how I go out. This has got to be throat, throat cancer. So I will keep you all abreast of this. Um, I'm only kidding, but I'm not. I tend to do this. Everyone does, don't they? Doesn't everybody, you know, when you've got symptoms or whatever, instead of calling your doctor, you're first going to Google it, right? We've got the answers right at our fingertips. And of course, when you Google everything, the first thing that comes up is death, you know? So instantly, that's where your eyes gravitate towards and you're panicking, next thing you know. So my eyes usually gravitate towards the big C, the big cancer. And um, actually, to be honest, when I type in my symptoms, cancer did not come up. I just assumed it was cancer. I automatically assume everything is cancer. So, you know, it is what it is. Oh, just trying to lubricate the throat. <coughs> Anyways, so that's what's been going on with me. Um, actually, that's not all that's been going on with me. We need to talk shit about something. So I, yes, I've been sick. I've been looking a bit like hell. But I'm making an effort. I'm going, I have medical clearance to go into uh, the office. I work with a high risk population. So they have like a strict policy where if you are showing any signs and symptoms, regardless of if you have a positive or negative COVID test, like you can't come in, you work from home. I get that. Um, I've been at a, I was working from home for a while. My internet is so shoddy. It was really impacting my work. I'm like restarting it every freaking five seconds. So it just makes more sense to work from the office and I'd prefer it. Um, as insane as that sounds, <coughs> but, uh, well, I, I've come to prefer it after like a couple too many days working from home. I'm like, I'm over this, but I got medical clearance. The doctor was like, you can work in the office. So I had to like send that to HR and I was like, Hey, so like, I'm good to go in. Um, I, I know I have to take a COVID survey every single morning before I come into the office. I'm going to be answering yes to these symptoms. Cause like that's being truthful, but I'm like, but I have medical clearance. So am I good? They're like, yeah, you're still good. So I'm coming into the office 
with medical clearance and HR's like, you know, stamp of approval, but everyone is treating me like I have the plague. No one wants to be near me. I was supposed to have a meeting with the director of my department, like for a monthly check-in. She's like, let's reschedule. She didn't want to be in the office with me. Um, the CEO who like walks past my desk normally to like do stuff like of couldn't be walking faster. I mean, you blink too long, you you missed her. I, she she does not linger. She has not asked me how how I've been. I'm pretty sure she doesn't even look at me. She's uh, everyone's terrified of me. But because of that, I've been making an effort looks wise. I've been trying to like, okay, I know I sound shitty. And I know I've got like, you know, bags under my eyes for days, but let me, you know, let's try, you know, I'll blow dry my hair a little bit, throw on a little bit of mascara, a little bronzer, a little color, you know, uh, just to, just to freshen up, just to look presentable. But apparently that's just not enough. That's just not enough. Um, my oh so loving boyfriend uh more I have another story about him and how he reacted and responded to my illness <coughs> we stop uh we were together one day and like I was with him and we like stopped by his mother's house uh cause he had to like pick pick something up or do something I, I don't know what the hell he was doing and his mom was there obviously it's her house and she you know we've had we've met before we've had like interactions and stuff but like she hasn't really like grilled me on who I am I don't think and apparently Andrew doesn't really talk must not must not talk about me very much because she seems to know next to nothing so she asked me you know like oh like did you grow up like around here and I like explained where I grew up and she knew somebody from the town that I was from she goes oh do you know so and so how old are you trying to like make the connection like seeing if I was in like the same year as this person and I was like no I don't know the name I was gonna say you know I don't know that I wouldn't know them anyways like I went to private school I really don't know too many of the public school kids but that's not relatable and I don't want to come off like that person so didn't say that I was just like no and I was like I'm 30 and she goes oh okay yeah like he died in um 2019 he was 36 then so yeah he's he's older than you and then for a second I'm like oh my god did she think I was the same age as this guy did she think I'm knocking on 40's door I was and then she, I think she caught her mistake because she was like not saying that you're like 36 or anything she was like I was just just the one person I know figured you know you might maybe you knew him uh, I'm still oh, she is so lucky I am so polite I I am so polite because I had so many comments I was ready to say and I am so impressed with my self-strength because the sarcastic sarcastic comments were just ready to go ready to ride um you know like hey that soup that you dropped off the other day it was really good um where'd you get that recipe from a friend who was it was it Ben Franklin's wife you guys went to school together right like, you gotta be kidding. That's basically what she said to me, you know? So, you know, we talk about other things, whatever. Not that big of a deal. But then, um, we get in the car, you know, to go wherever we're supposed to go. And 
five minutes in, he starts laughing. He's like, oh my God, did my mom think you were 40? And I was like, you're a son of a bitch. You're a real son of a bitch. And he was like, no, he's like, no, I'm just joking. Like, she didn't think that. I think he was like, I think she was just trying to like figure out, you know, just get to know you without like grilling you or making anybody feel uncomfortable. And I was like, well, guess what she did? She made me feel uncomfortable and I'll never forget this. I will never forget this. I will take this to my grave. In fact, I'm going to make sure that this is brought up at my funeral. This is going to live beyond my life. That's how, that is how much it is stuck with me. I'll never forget. Not to mention, not to mention, she lives in the town right next to the small town I grew up in and has a stepson who is right in my age range. He is one year older than me, in fact, one year older. And um, okay, I know who he is. And he looks a lot older than me. So you know what? And I look like a spring chicken. So like, what the fuck? <laughs> <coughs> a, a spring fucking chicken when I was student teaching like one of my first rotations so not even student teaching yet it was more like an internship I was probably mm, like 20 at the time maybe 21 um I was working in a classroom in Weathersfield maybe fifth grade sixth grade uh, these kids, I'm passing out these papers. The, these kids are talking about me. They're like, how old do you think she is? And then one kid like loudly goes like, well, she's obviously at least 16. She drove here. And then they're like, yeah, she's probably about 16, 17. And I was like, oh my God, I, I am youthful. I am the vision of youth. <laughs> and uh, look at me now. People are thinking I'm knocking on 40 store. So fuck your mother, Andrew. Just kidding. I take that back, but I will never forget this. Um... <coughs> just kidding she's a lovely woman uh just unsavory comment unsavory and i will bring this up one day one day i'll bring it up i'll be like hey remember that time when you thought i was an old as fuck where my gray is showing was it the bags in the, under my eyes which what was it what was it anyways uh <sighs> Andrew now, um, since then has been having to reassure me how youthful I look, how young I am. Um, he said something so fucking funny the other day. He, <laughs> he, um, had taken, he was doing something. Oh, he had, he had switched over his license to the state of Connecticut. So he had like a temporary license. And when you get a temporary license, it's a piece of paper or whatever. He, <laughs> he went to the store and got ID'd and he didn't have his little temporary ID on him his piece of paper and he came back pissed because <laughs> he's obviously over 21 um and I'm like why are you pissed that's so flattering and he goes I was aggravated he goes I'm like you've got to be kidding me he goes I'm over 30 he goes look at my hairline <laughs> oh he goes I'm clearly of age look at my hairline <laughs> hysterical um he's older than me he's 33 not almost 34 <coughs> and here's the thing did his mother think I was an older woman like what no we need to clear I need I need to ask questions I need to be like okay what motivated that horrific question 
unless she like knew that person that she said that who had passed away maybe like she knew their mother or something and like that was the one name that stuck out but like she could have been like do you know my stepson he was he's 31 you may have known him like yeah or she could have said do you know so and so this guy who passed away he was 36 he'd be 39 now you know like I would have been like no I'm so I was just I was still in diapers when he died (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) anyways so that's going to be on my mind for the rest of forever I knew Botox was in my future but she really sped that timeline up that one comment alone sped that timeline way up so you know Botox if anybody has advice deals knows a person let me know (coughs) so circling back to when I was sick how Andrew responded so Andrew is you know how people joke about how when men are sick they are like they can't handle anything I have to say he doesn't complain when he should like he you won't hear him complain about like any ailments it just he just kind of like works through it to the point where like okay and now I think you've like fucked up like he's been working with his elbow which I think is like actually damaged and I'm like you're gonna cause lifelong damage to this elbow he's like no like no it's good whatever so even when he's sick he's like oh no whatever so when I was sick he's like oh yeah it's probably just a cold like just rest like you know rest eat some soup drink a lot of water you know like normal stuff he's like just get through it but then there was a point where like I couldn't speak and he actually was the one that was like you need to you need to go to the doctor he was like I think you need to go to the hospital and that's when I got worried I'm like okay this person who's so laissez-faire about like everything health related just like oh you'll get through it you're gonna be fine um now telling me to go to the hospital okay something's wrong he's still not convinced that um I was like accurately diagnosed either because he's like okay you're still feeling pain and your steroids are almost up and I'm like yeah like should I be like should this be clearing up like what and not only that I'm also on like a bunch of like uh allergy meds they have me taking flonase they have me take you know to combat the congestion i take like two allergy pills a day and the flonase and i'm still like mucus galore ugh anywho so that's that on that andrew's mother um and my aging self tom brady (coughs) announced that he is retiring today i totally saw so first of all let me just preface if you know me you know like I don't give a fuck about football I don't really care about sports at all especially like Tom Brady I really don't care however um I was watching that game his last game and his he was making some interviews and I actually called it when I heard his interview I was like I I think he's done I think he's retiring and when I saw him at the end of the game he looked so relieved I'm like wait a second they lost he had a big smile. He was working the field, saying hello to all his friends, giving them hugs, like very happy for the other team. I'm like, oh my God, he tapped, he's done. I was like, he's, this is, he's, he's in. He's throwing in the towel. And everyone's like, no, like he's probably going to do one more year. And I was like, I don't know. Didn't he say like the Buccaneers had like a lot of drama? Like why, you know, he's old. He's an old man. He's done his time. Why put up with that bullshit? And people were like, oh, he'll probably go to another team. I'm like, no, I think he's done. 
so look who was right in the room look who was right in the room i was <sighs> lubricating the throat okay <laughs> you know how people drink and they'll drink like like that my mother growing up to this day she still does it always does it i think there's nothing more refreshing sounding so whenever i <laughs> whenever i take a drink i think of that i'll think i'll be like mm, let me take a sip <sighs> delicious nothing more refreshing <laughs> that i think that's a great marketing sound people in marketing if you're listening and you have like beverage clients Put, work that into a commercial. I like the, I like to hear that. Ah, delish. You know, like, oh, that was refreshing. That was quenching. Anywho. Okay, so if you need to be caught up on a little bit of my history, I um, had majored in special education because I was a fucking idiot and thought, let's go for passion, not money, because... I had zero guidance, obviously. <clears throat> so, went into teaching, ended up doing Teach for America with no context, really, of what Teach for America really was. Very little understanding. Um, I honestly just Googled, hey, I want to move. Like, what's a good way to move and teach? Um, so, I saw Teach for America, and they do, like, moving stipends. So, I ended up applying. If you know about Teach for America, it's pretty... Uh, it's honestly pretty prestigious. It's hard to get into. Their interview process is, like, very long and endure. Like, it's a couple days. And there are multiple steps. I I did it. Went through it all. Uh, got accepted. Was placed in New Orleans. And this might actually surprise some of, like, my New Orleans teaching friends. Uh, I never admitted that I did teach for America. Everyone just assumed I was because it, there's a huge stigma. It's, it's different by region, but you are not well liked if you're a teach for America teacher for the most part in new Orleans, you basically just ruin the school system. You're just <sighs> reinstating. Like you're just every, ugh, everything you stand for is everything that's wrong. And all pretty much like 95% of Teach for America teachers um, in New Orleans suck. Like, you know who they are. They've got no backbone. They're not built for it. They're done, you know. And it's not their fault. It's because um, a lot of these people have zero background in education. They're fresh out of college. These are business majors. These are, you know, people that majored in biology in, I don't know, fucking poli sci these are people that want to be lawyers and doctors down the line and they're i don't know they think this is like a two-year kind of i don't fucking know what they think i've heard i've heard people say oh this is just gonna be like my two-year kind of like break in between college before i start like med school i'm like girl you think this is gonna be a break like god bless um of course those of course those are the people that don't last they're like oh shit this wasn't worth it like because they thought it would be like a two-year easy thing they can study for like mcats whatever they need to do and it's just not how it works so anyways um yeah a lot of the teachers didn't know that I was TFA because I had teaching experience before going there and I kind of knew what to do and I wasn't a total fool 100% of the time so um I did my it's you do it you do a two-year commitment at a underfunded school and I stayed longer which is probably 
why people also didn't think I was TF Teach for America because most Teach for America, if you last the two years, they're like, okay, two years are up. My time is over. I'm gone. Goodbye. Um, so anyways, somebody reached out to me a couple days ago and was like, hey, I'd love to talk to you about like our recruitment team. And I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. I like my job that I do right now. I like it a lot. I do think I'm underutilized. I spend a lot of time just making up things, as I've said before. Um, and I'm very underpaid. Okay. There's a person in my work who is like two positions higher than me who likes to talk about how he doesn't ride coach or, um, uh, anything like that anymore. He only flies first class or business class. And I'm like, okay, you're a son of a bitch. Um, I'm crying over like the copay I have, like didn't want to go to the doctor because of the copay. Um, and you're telling me that you don't, you don't fly coach. You only do first class. I, I, I have only imagined what first class is. I'm so poor. I don't even walk past first class when I get on the plane. I'm not even sure they have first class on the planes I fly. So anyways, that put, put a bad taste in my mouth. I'm like, okay. So like when I was negotiating my salary at this company, when I first got hired, they were like, oh, we can only go so high because we're a nonprofit. Okay, get that. Yeah, I've worked. I've Yeah, this isn't my first rodeo in a nonprofit. I get that. Gotcha. But then I've got people a couple positions higher than me who I'm not really sure what they do other than float around telling me they only fly first class. Okay, yeah. The best advice my mother has ever given me is to always be looking for your next job. And like I said, I like my job. But yeah, I'm always going to be looking for those opportunities. So that being said, he, this guy from Teach for America, hey, you want to like chit chat about this recruitment team? I said, sure, let's, let's chat. So I get on the phone, we're talking and this sounds like a great job. I think I would be a great recruiter. You know, I think I could sell anything, (laughs) but I'm getting the vibe. Like as we're talking, I'm getting the vibe. Like this is this is an entry-level position. And I said that straight up to him. I was like, David, the man's name was David. I was like, listen, David, this sounds really great. And I'm really thankful that I was, you know, thought of, but this sounds entry-level and I'm just beyond that at this point in my life. Not only that, but the interview process was the same as if you were going to do Teach for America as a teacher, like in the core. I'm like, not only that, but you're jumping through hoops for an entry level position. Again, yeah, I'm past that point in my life for an entry level position and an entry level salary. Okay. Um, you know, and then he was like, no, like I completely agree. And then like gave me other job things to apply to, which weren't entry level and didn't require a whole little, you know, I don't know, parade of interviews and, you know, projects and PowerPoints and things to prove that you're, you're the person for the job. Um, just regular, like shoot them your resume, regular, let's chat in an interview, possibly a panel interview. Like that's it. (coughs) So anyways, that's on the horizon for me. Probably shouldn't be talking about it, but, um, it is what it is. I'm going to keep applying to things. 
forever regardless because always be searching always be looking for your next and you know what that should be the advice for everybody always be looking for your next we used to live in an america where people would like stay committed to a position but we now live in a society where uh, if you can afford that god bless good for you but um yeah uh if i'm making a wage where i don't want to go to the doctor because my copay is so high i'm gonna keep searching yeah i'm gonna keep searching also i didn't know this because like i'm not married and have no kids but my friend who works for me was telling uh i'm actually not going to talk about this if i leave my job i will totally talk about this but i'm not gonna talk about this now eh fuck it i'm gonna say it okay so my company i think they look at it as like you're the second income you're not the primary and i think they assume most people are married in like a traditional commitment a, a partnership whatever okay so my coworker was telling me that um her husband isn't on her insurance her health insurance and she's not in his because like i don't know his works isn't like that great so they're just on separate but he can't he's not on hers and I was like, why? And she was like, well, because, like, spouses can't be on ours. And I was like, that's weird. And then <clears throat> she was telling me how much she gets. She had a baby. And she now tells me how much more gets taken out of her check just so that her child is covered. Because um, I guess you can have your children covered, but your spouse can't. And it is astronomical. So she was like, yeah, I think they assume, like, people in our company are married. And this is, like, your second income. And you don't depend on this health insurance. Um, clearly, because it's shitty. It's shitty. Uh, anyways. So there's a little secret. Secret of the trip. Well, it's not even a secret. I'm sure it's like that, like, everywhere. However, I have to say, when I was in New Orleans, I had great health insurance. I had fantastic, at both schools, fantastic health insurance. I miss those days. Okay, I was just looking in the mirror and looking for wrinkles, honestly. You know, there's a few, like, when you move your face, you can see it. I do have one, like, defined wrinkle in between my eyebrows. And you know what it's from? It was from when I was a lifeguard and wouldn't wear sunglasses. Because, like, they just never fit on my nose. And they would slide down. And it just, like, would make me sweat. And it was just so cumbersome. So I would squint and... um that's where that's from but there's like just one but like in the winter I usually have like worse skin than in the summer I like the humidity my skin just thrives and you know I've got like some breakouts I'm sorry you thought I was knocking on 40s door but I still have breakouts like I'm in fucking middle school please bitch this is I'm never gonna let this go you guys are gonna hear me talk about this in every episode from here on out um wow wow fighting words honestly what was it what is it and I was like searching my hair I'm like are, do I have like a lot of grays all of a sudden and you know of course I've got I find like a few here and there that I just like pluck out but no there's no fresh ones the aggravation the nerve the aggravation so I found this really beautiful chair that I absolutely love. It's an accent chair, but it's like 
looks so comfortable. It would look really good with like a, like a, 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 I envision like a white poof that you put your feet on right in front of it, like a white fluffy poof. But like this, this chair, it's, they're sold out, but they, and I wouldn't have purchased it anyways, cause it's out of this world expensive, but they were these fabric, um, these rug, rug, what do they call the carpet or no rug fabric chairs from anthropology. They are just like these stunning pieces of art. They just look, look like a very comfortable chair, but the pattern looks like kind of like an oriental type rug or different pattern, you know, whatever they come in different colors. And I was like, this is so stunning. I forget how much they were, but they were, it, I, as soon as I saw anthropology, I was like, oh, this is not something I'm crying over copays. This isn't, this isn't, no, this isn't goodwill. So obviously I can't afford it. Um, Andrew was like, oh, I was like showing him. I'm like, oh, that is so beautiful. Um, I wonder if I could like, you know, find thrift something and like reupholster, um, or like learn how to do something like that. He's like, Oh, you can make a chair. He was, he's like, yeah, I've got like all the tools to do that. Like you can make that. He's like, it'd be a, a bit of a project, you know, take a little bit of time, but he was like, you can make like your own for a fraction of the cost. And I was like, how would you do that? And he was like, well, first you'd have to like, you know, get the measurements and everything. Um, I think he was only missing like one tool but he knew where it was, like, I don't know. I think he just needed one specific, I don't know. He has everything. But he was like, yeah, that's something you can do. He was like, um, the most expensive piece would be the, um, the fabric. And, like, finding the kind of fabric you want. But it'd be easy to construct the base. And, like, you know, put, like, the stuffing and stuff in. And I was like, okay, if you have all these skills, why are we not, like, an interior design team? Okay? Like, I've got the visions for days. I have visions. Okay? I've got the ideas. You give me a project and I can think of a million creative things to go with it. The execution. I've got limited tools. I've got limited skills. But I've got the ideas. You know? If all, all else fails... We should just start an interior design company. Um, but he's, like, weird like that and likes to do little projects. He likes a task. He likes a job. He just can't... He's not one of those people that can, like, relax and be um, normal. <laughs> you know, like, I can marinate on my couch in a fuzzy blanket sipping a tea watching trash tv for hours for hours and be so content have a smile on for days he can't do that like he'll watch something okay he doesn't even watch garbage he likes to watch fucking documentaries or like just stupid funny things like he'll like he likes a family guy um, he likes the Simpsons, like stupid shit like that. But then he, and he likes, you know, he likes to watch football, but he loves a documentary. He loves the history channel loser alert, but he likes to be doing something. He likes to kind of have like a project, something to kind of be working on. So God bless. I like a life of leisure. Um, I guess others don't, I guess those people exist. So that's good. There's lots of work to be done in this world.
I've talked a lot about Andy on this episode. <laughs> he, um, actually won't care. I was going to say he'll probably be upset, but he doesn't care at all. Um, I, cause I've asked, I, I've said straight up, I'm like, you know, I, I won't mention it, whatever. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Um, he won't even listen to this. So who cares? He'll never know. He, so, okay. I have one more thing to end this podcast on, even though I've talked about literally nothing. Um, something that I hate that I noticed just so I went to get, um, my nails filed because I had like a I got my I went to get my nails filed and moisturized and there was a girl that sat down and you know how they they ask you you want it square or round like what shape do you want she goes oh definitely square and like a French tip I looked at her my I have whiplash from how fast my neck just looked you know, shifted in her direction um i'm sorry did you say square and a french tip is this 2008 are you gonna go get a, a spray tan after this and bump your hair like snooky uh i'm sorry but can we all agree that french a, a, a french tip just doesn't look good i don't like a french tip i really don't I think I stopped really appreciating them in 2010 and I realized how tacky they are. It's not now. Na- if you're looking for a natural look, do a neutral pink. You know, one where you can kind of see the natural whiteness of the your nail bed come through. A, a blunt white line, especially on a square nail. Oh, God. Oh, I hate it. It just makes me think of, like, a bitch named named Jessica at the bank you know you go in to make a deposit and she's just a bitch it's only like 9 30 and she's done for the day she just put out she refilled the little bowl of fucking lollipops and she looks you dead in the eyes and her over her overlined you know eyes with a with a dark black eyeliner and just looks you dead in the eyes and you want to you want to just crawl under the table and be like i'm sorry i'm here i'm sorry i exist um and she's you know checking your shit and she's counting your counting your bills with her her chunky square french tips Ugh, i hate a friendship and i square i'm a little bit more lenient on it depends on how square we're going i really don't love a square i prefer a round just a kind of a natural i like a rounded tip just a rounded just i like a, I like a natural look um when i get my nails done i like to do um the dip powder so it's like a hard if you're not familiar it's just like a hardened it's hard so like if you want to grow your nails out longer naturally you can because it kind of like protects it whereas gel is thinner and your nails will break so I like it it lasts long I introduced my mother to it for my sister's wedding and she's like oh my god I love this and my mom uses her hands a lot like she's not a manicure lady she you know she works she like cleans and stuff and it bothers my mom if she gets her nails done she's like I wasted money and it just chips 30 seconds later even with the gel so as soon as she discovered the like dip powder I'm like mom do this this is for you know a working woman's hands and she's like oh yeah this is good she's like it looks fresh for weeks so anyways 
all that to say, I like a natural look. I don't like a square. I think it's too aggressive. It's too aggressive. And honestly, it reminds me of like <sighs> tacky Italians, tacky Italians, uh, you know, like tacky, gaudy Italians. Uh, I can say this because I am, uh, <laughs> I am Italian, um, uh, but not, but not of the tacky descent. And I can say this because I went to a high school with a lot of Italians and uh, tacky as ever, tacky as ever, you know, the gaudy jewelry, I think Jersey, you know, um, like less is more, you know, when they say like, when you put makeup on, you look best when it's like looking natural, it just looks it's just lightly on, it's just covering up a few of your blemishes and it just enhances your natural beauty. It doesn't look its best when it's like caked on and this and that. I mean, you know, everyone has their preference, but I think that that's true. I find that true. Um, I find some in the tacky Italian community think more is more and it's just not, you know, I we don't need to see the... the uh, you know, eyelash extensions, you'll see women, you know, just going to the regular nine to five job with eyelash, eyelash extensions that you would see on RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. We don't need, we don't, I don't need to see that surely. And then, you know, they've got all of their necklaces on their jewelry, they're jingling, they're this, they're that. Um, they have their nails with that blunt French tip. We get it. You get manicures. Good. You're hygienic, but like, let's keep it natural. Let's keep it toned down. You know, like less is more. Less is more. Let's keep it classy, ladies. Let's keep it classy. I think I just, this is so apparent to me because being in Connecticut, we've got a high Italian population, especially in that New Haven area, that Middletown area, that, you know, them. you know what I mean? It could just be, oh, it's just, oh, okay. Uh, I could speak, I could do a whole episode on that alone. But again, I can say this because I'm Italian, right? Mm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. But yeah, I wanted to end on that note. Ladies, when you get your nails done, please don't. Let's, if you're going to get a, a square tip, get it rounded, rounded sides. You know, like a rounded square maybe. But keep them short. Don't keep them long if you're going to do a square. If you want them a little bit longer, I like a natural round. A natural round tip looks much better. It elongates the nail. Doesn't, you know, it elongates the finger so it doesn't look so stumpy. Um, and the French tips need to go forever and ever. Amen. And I'll see y'all next week. Um, hopefully this fucking illness is gone. Um, I guess next week we'll tune in to find out if I have cancer or not. Okay, I'm not going to end on that note. Well, yeah, yeah, tune in. All right, over and out. Adios.